Welcome to Made for Cloudy Days, a podcast by Cloud Cosmetics, where we are taking you on an educational journey through the world of skincare, hair care, entrepreneurship, and the science behind it all. I'm your host, Katie, and founder of Cloud Cosmetics. Join us every week for a dose of inspiration and self-care as we dive into conversations that cover everything you need for those cloudy days. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Made for Cloudy Days. Today's topic, we are discussing clean beauty, clean cosmetics, and the science behind the trend. Lately, we have been seeing the coverage of clean cosmetics everywhere. On television to best-selling books, it's clear that clean has been the newest beauty trend, But what exactly is the clean cosmetics movement and does the science support it? I understand the term clean cosmetics to be rooted from this frustration over regulatory oversight of cosmetics and personal care products such as lotions, shampoos, conditioners, and even toothpaste. The FDA passed the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act back in 1938, yet the ingredients in cosmetics were exempt from FDA regulatory practices except color additives. Those are regulated, and so they don't need approval to be sold and there's no regulating the ingredients or if the ingredients are really what are on the bottle. So some took this issue into their own interest and there's been groups including the Environmental Working Group and Campaign for Safe Cosmetics that kind of took this into their own hands by classifying certain ingredients found in commercial cosmetics and personal care products as harmful or not suitable for topical use. Online and retail stores have followed suit. Some sell only clean products and others have developed specialty lines of clean cosmetics. So a great example of this is when we see clean at Target, clean at Sephora, and clean at Ulta. And those are their own definitions of each of the products and what they determine as clean. And so you will see that little label um, for at Sephora, for example, it will be clean at Sephora. And they have a whole list that is dedicated to what each of these clean products are formulated without. So there are different definitions of what clean is. The clean beauty movement is essentially this rejection of conventional beauty brands and their use of potentially dangerous ingredients such as parabens, uh, synthetic fragrances, and SLS or sodium lauryl sulfate, which is used in a lot of shampoos, for example. These are just some ingredients that are avoided in clean beauty Ultimately, the goal of clean beauty is to reduce the amount of irritants, allergens, and endocrine disruptors so that we can promote skin health as well as overall health. 
these are just potentials though. We don't have solid research on a lot of the ingredients that are avoided in clean beauty. Um, It's more so just to be on the safe side to reduce these ingredients. But with the term clean beauty in cosmetics, there is a very loose regulatory boundary there. And even though some brands are stating they're clean beauty, they are still using ingredients that are recommended to be on the free of movement. So you'll definitely see when you step in your favorite beauty store or drug store, you will see an increased amount of labels have free of and then the brand's choice of ingredients that they are free of and that is according to their values and what their audience and customer values and feels safe putting on their body. Brands have again, been notorious for creating their own lists of, quote, bad ingredients and making sure that they let their audience know that they are avoiding these ingredients, putting in their minds that these are all bad at all levels, which is not the case. Um, Usually, in most products, they are used at safe levels, but I digress on that. And so, these chemicals that they label bad fall into three major categories that if you want to be extra safe to avoid these. So there is irritants or allergens in the first category and then we have potential endocrine disruptors which are substances that may imitate our body's natural hormones and interfere with normal signaling of these chemical messengers. So some examples of potential endocrine disruptors include BHA, boric acid, sodium borate, phthalates, parabens, for example. And the final category that these bad ingredients can be a part of are potential carcinogens, which are cancer-causing agents. Some of these include formaldehydes and petroleum distillates. The science is still out on potential endocrine disruptors. Many of the studies have shown a direct relationship in research between these compounds and hormonal dysregulation. And Keep in mind, they have been performed on animals rather than humans and at higher doses, again, with the level of the product in there and their higher doses than people would typically be exposed to through a cosmetic or personal care product. Some of these human studies, according to research, have related an increase in blood levels of these chemicals to endocrine disruption. However, it is difficult to still interpret that if and how individual measurements of these chemicals relate to exposure from cosmetics and personal care products. 
As for the cancer-causing agents that are avoided in the clean beauty movement, those include formaldehyde, which has been named by the National Cancer Institute as a potential carcinogen. This has been for good reason. It has been linked to cancer formation in both animals and humans at high doses. And as if this is enough to avoid this product, formaldehyde ranks among the top 10 most common contact allergens as well. In addition, petroleum distillates are highly refined, like those in personal care and um, cosmetics. They actually don't appear to cause cancer. So this is kind of a misconception, but again, if you want to be on the safe side you can still avoid this ingredient. Now, for some stats that I thought were really interesting regarding the clean beauty movement is the hashtag views on Instagram. The amount is 5.6 million, so people definitely have an interest in this term, in this movement, and in their overall health of their body and their skin. And it has 1.2 billion views on TikTok. Many brands are, of course, trying to find their place in clean beauty through these stats. And it's really what the market wants and what the audience wants as the consumer is more educated than ever nowadays and Something I thought was really interesting as well is the entire clean beauty market is valued or was valued at $7.22 billion in 2022. And the forecast for clean beauty is tremendous growth and the trajectory looks like $14.36 billion by 2028 is being forecasted. So Rightly so, these brands are trying to find their own definition and philosophy of clean beauty and how they can be a part of it. So with that, be cautious in your clean beauty journey and look out for the terms that you value and the free of lists that you value personally. And just go with what is right for your skin and your skincare journey. Thank you so much for joining us and feel free to share this with another skincare junkie or somebody who you have heard talk about clean beauty to clear up the confusion behind clean beauty. And as always, remember that you are made for those cloudy days.